Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adoran Talk Sports. I'm your host, Andrew himself, back with another episode of the Super Bowl case, where in 10 minutes or less, I give a Super Bowl case for every single team in the NFL. As I spin the wheel to figure out what team I'm talking about today, be sure to check out the link in the description below for Humble Bundle, a company that I am affiliated with. Uh, through this affiliate program, you can help support the content that we're creating here while also getting yourself some cool different things, different games, software, music bundles, and more. You're also supporting different charities in the process as well, depending on the bundles that you purchase. There's also regular game purchases that you can get on this site. It's a la many other game sites out there that you can get games for. So highly recommend it, whether you want to learn a brand new skill or want to play something brand new, check it out again in the description below if you want to make sure it works. Once you pick a bundle or game, if the adjust donation tab is available, you can pick and choose how much you'd like to donate to either my cause, the production of content here, or to the charity that that specific bundle is supporting. Uh, it really does help both me and other charity organizations out there, so highly recommend checking it out. These bundles rotate over time. Today's team, the former Super Bowl participants last year, uh, AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, the Bengals are probably at the highest point I think they have been in. In Is it arguable to say history? Uh, the other Super Bowls, now, I wasn't alive during those times, nor do I uh, know a lot of the details about that. But I think with the the team and its young sort of attitude with a relatively young coach in Zach Taylor and their young quarterback in Joe Burrow, a lot of talent on this team, especially in key positions, especially like flashy positions as well, I think that can absolutely uh, play a major role in the future of the Bengals. So they they have such a high ceiling. And now the question is, can they avoid the Super Bowl hangover, the Super Bowl loss hangover in particular, that many, many teams have sort of fallen, you know, fallen prey to? Can they get back uh, outside of the New England Patriots? Uh, because the Patriots, the Brady-Belichick combination is just different. Outside of them, there hasn't really been a team, relatively recently at least, that made it back to the Super Bowl after a loss. So... The Bengals are trying to buck the trend there. Uh, of course, making the Super Bowl case for the Bengals, as with basically every team, does start with the quarterback. But I want to try to stay away from Joe Burrow. I think Burrow has more or less proven that he knows what he's doing, right? Especially last season and the run that they went on in the playoffs. I think Burrow has done a great job of being like, hey, I'm kind of a good guy, pretty good at my job. I'm in my rookie contract as well. We're going to take advantage of what we got here and try to roll with that. Instead, I want to talk about some of the other players on this team. So Burrow, of course, quarterback play, we all know that's important, but I want to try to go away from the quarterback, at least in this instance, where it's kind of established. Instead, I want to talk a lot about the offensive skill around Joe Burrow. It might be one of the best, if not the best in the league. And that might be a lot. You know, you might, they might have some other teams that pop out there, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they are guaranteed the best. But think about this team, right? They have Joe Mixon at running back wide receivers, and Jamar Chase, who, if he improves at all on his rookie season, will be phenomenal. T. Higgins, a phenomenal number two. Tyler Boyd's on this team, and people might have missed out on him, but he was making just as big of an impact last year. Hayden Hurst as a tight end. And then the offensive line, the one aspect of this team that was actually somewhat of a concern last year. Of course, Burrow was sacked. If you combine the regular seasons and postseason, I think he was sacked 70 times which is up there with like David Carr, infamously known uh, as the first Texans quarterback that was sacked a lot of times, and that didn't really help him have long-term success. With, in this situation, they had to fix that this offseason, so what do they do? Revamp everything. Their new lineup is full of a number of great players like Jonah Williams, Lael Collins from the Cowboys, uh, Alex Kappa, and more. Uh, just adding on to that team that has now all of a sudden bolstered their biggest weakness from last year. Defensively speaking, a lot of players coming back 
uh, making just as big of an impact as they did in the last season. Uh, in the defensive line, you got Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Trey, uh, Trey Hendrickson um, being the big guys up front. Their linebacker core is pretty solid as well. Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and uh, Keem Davis gather. And then the cornerbacks and safety positions, you know, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, uh, Chidobe Ouzier, and Eli Apple, all really good at what they do. Mike Hilton's also there. Uh, another player that I'm just scrolling through their depth chart and recognize. Um, and, you know, just a number of players that have not only experience in the Bengals system, but they went through the run last year, and that's obviously going to be helpful overall. Uh, special shout-out to Evan McPherson because he had a phenomenal rookie season last year. Uh, so team-wise as well, they've got the team already set up, right? The team, of course, they just made the Super Bowl last year, and that itself can mean a lot in the NFL experience is king you tend to see the same type of teams or the same type of players make it to the super bowl buccaneers are a perfect example without brady they're hovering around the 500 mark add brady in and of course other talents is there as well but adding brady in all of a sudden elevates them to perennial super bowl contenders as they have been for the past couple of years the Bengals have this system in place with all of these players here and zach taylor is finally getting some recognition as a really good head coach. I think over the past few years prior to this past season, it was sort of a question mark in the air. Okay, well, is Taylor actually good or is the team that bad? Because when he came in, he was brought in at the tail end of the Andy Dalton, A.J. Green era. Uh, you know, things were kind of winding down from that uh, from that point of view. And it was really tough uh, to find out what exactly was going to happen. The next couple of years weren't particularly successful. Uh, the first season, they just kind of, you know, fall off basically uh the second year joe burrow gets injured halfway through and then zach Taylor's third season because i believe this last year was his third season uh it's you know he's kind of on the fence oh no is he actually going to be a successful uh head coach you know two and 14 that first season where they basically uh at a certain point just ended up tanking four 11 and one the following season where they were just you know once joe burrow went out it was kind of anybody's game and then this past season, they go 10-7, and seven, eventually make a big run in the playoffs, wins against the Raiders, Titans, and Chiefs to make the AFC win the AFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl to play against the Rams. They did come up short, but they did play very well in that Rams game. I think this Super Bowl, in hindsight, is probably going to be one of the more underrated Super Bowls because I felt like this was a really competitive match between the two. There were storylines on both sides, different styles of play. Uh, Zach Taylor and... Uh, and and uh, Sean McVay, I don't know why I forgot his name. Sean McVay uh, had that relationship where Zach Taylor used to be uh, working with him, and you know that overall uh, that the overall combination there really helps uh, build that storyline for that Super Bowl. And both of them are both teams were putting up a real effort in that game. And while the, the Bengals fell short, uh, you know it's one drive away, right? If Burrow uh, somehow avoids Aaron Donald on that last play and that last pressure and gets it to, I think Jamar Chase was open. Um, at a certain point, though, by the time he got open, Burrow was halfway through getting sacked um, and lo losing the ball or something along those lines. Um, but if that play gets open, they get a pass there. A couple of plays later, maybe they score another touchdown and retake the lead, I think, that they had the opportunity to do so, or at least, you know, get back into the game even more. So the Bengals are a drive and a half away from really, you know, winning the Super Bowl, right? And they've gone through and just added their system, added the skills that need players coming back healthier and able to come back in to basically retry again this run here. When you look at their schedule, which is another thing to look at here, um, their schedule, looking at this, is going to be uh, interesting as well. Uh, I do think one more thing, actually, now that I think about it, I think Jesse Bates was put on the franchise tag. Uh, let me make sure about this. Uh, Jesse Bates 
yeah, it looks as though Jesse Bates has put in, uh, the franchise tag has been placed on him. So uh, if they're able to uh, figure something out here, though it does not look like it, yeah, it's not particularly clear here. If the Jesse Bates situation is able to, I don't think he got signed to an official contract, and now that's leading to some you know speculation that he might skip out. Uh, if Bates plays this season, it helps the defense as well. I think that's a key thing to point out. Uh, when it comes to their schedule, of course, they play the NFC, uh, sorry, the AFC North, uh, as is their division. Uh, they're also going up against the NFC South, which has a couple of teams that are pretty easy to beat. I think the Carolina Panthers uh, and Atlanta Falcons are relatively easy wins. Saints are up in the air. Bucks are going to be a tough fight. Uh, then also, along with that, they're going up against the AFC East, which again, depending on how, if things go boom or bust, then there could be as much as three wins there that are easy. So the schedule itself also plays into the Bengals' hands. They've got a relatively easy schedule to start off with. I think Pittsburgh is still up in the air. Dallas, to me, is more of a question mark than some people think, though they can be uh, NFC East champions. Uh, the Jets are relatively easy. The Dolphins may or may not be a divisional match with the Ravens and so on and so forth. So they've got a relatively easy start. It really kind of depends on if they can get things going. I think they can. The beginning of the year, I think, with the Bengals was pretty successful last year. Uh, like, it started off really good, and then it fell a bit, and then came back up, is what, kind of how their season went last year. So if they're able to do that again this year, I think they have the talent to do so. So uh, Zach Taylor's system, everybody blending in a little bit more talent coming in from last year. And of course, the entire run they had last year could be really helpful for the Bengals to make it back to the Super Bowl this coming season. At the end of this episode tomorrow, brand new team, brand new setup. Make sure to check out the link in the description down below and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. We've been doing this every single day and we're going to continue to do this for the remainder of July. Until next time, everyone, brand new team tomorrow. Take care.